um, I sit and I watch. I watch people, I watch society, I watch things. Like, you know, I'm an observer first, you know. So, I mean, like, for me, there is no art until I know what it is that I see. In this episode, which is part one of two, we unpack the artist's concept. We delve into the deeper message behind the work of Hilo Samo and chat to him about what inspires his otherworldly creations, or maybe not so otherworldly if you listen to the discussions in this episode. Just a warning, we discuss some serious topics, as I am sure you can see from the works, it is not about bunnies and happy thoughts, but it will definitely make you look at the world and the works with a more critical eye. Hope you enjoy. Hi, uh, my name is Warren and I'm sitting here with my partner. Hi, I'm Inga. Inga is with us and today we have a, a guest we were very excited to talk to and he was equally oh, excited yeah. to talk to us. So, Hey, um, firstly let me say thank you for having me and um, yeah, giving me an opportunity to, to talk on your podcast. Yeah man, it's an um, absolute pleasure. So yeah, no thank you. So I'm Hilo Samo and um, I'm basically a visual artist and uh, I deal with various mediums from illustration and some painting and then as well I'm doing animation and film. Uh, when I do animation it's mostly also dealing with stop motion animation as opposed to like hand drawn or 3D yeah. animation on the computer. Right. Yeah. Nice. Um, I think you, you're one yeah. of our artists that works with a with a wide Yeah, like wide a really wide range of, of things. I yeah, mean, no, I, I, I get ex uh, no, I was just going to say I get extremely like um, edgy when having to do the same thing over and over and over. So like I kind of have to segment my creative like outlets to various um, kind of yeah, nice. mediums. Exactly. Nice. But I, I was going to say you've also forgotten that you do hand poke tattooing. Oh, yes. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's another one. <laughs> Inflicting yeah, yeah, yeah. a little Thank bit of pain. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> but no, but it's just so like because of shit, man, we, the, because of this lockdown, like, you know, we haven't been doing much of that. And it's like, yeah, it kind of almost just sits sitting in the back of my mind that like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, the contact is as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been, it's been such, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't need to get into all the details or, or yeah. more a podcast about the, the whole feeling about that. But I still don't understand why that's one of the things that have not been allowed. I mean, it's the most sterile thing in the world. It's, it's so weird. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, no, I, I, but I a lot of it doesn't it. make sense. Yeah. So, plus, at the moment, there's only so much you can, in, so much pain you can inflict on your, <laughs> your house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was thinking about doing something where it's like just tattooing every, like you know, whenever you can, like just do it on yourself. So oh yeah. Kind of oh, yeah. Keep, in there or you're gonna run out know. of thigh space soon i'm sure yeah i know for sure uh, i already am <laughs> <laughs> start practicing some yoga so you can get like the back of yeah, or something. oh that's actually an interesting way about going about that <laughs> <laughs> oh no okay right. so today our our idea is to unpack the concept um behind your work specifically um, but I figured maybe before we jump into into that kind of depth, let's first see how how would you define concept or subject matter? Like, are those two terms interchangeable to you, or do you see them as two separate things? Um, 
I mean, it depends on like language. I yeah, guess it's, it's very like semantic thing because, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, because I mean, like, based on what your reference or point of reference would be for that. But I mean, if we're looking at dictionary terms, I guess concept would be, you know, looking at the ideas and like the framework of what your your uh, work is about. Mm. So, like, looking at the topics of discussion and all of those kind of things, mm. and whereas like subject matters, like more like, okay, do you use? Uh, you know, hearts or rib cages, or do you mm. use, uh, you know, anatomy, or do you use plants, or you know, as the subject matter, which is like more the actual items in the illustrations right. or your artwork. So more, more the imagery. Of yeah. The so kind of its its concept would be the yeah. message as such, and mm. and subject matter would be the thing that you're seeing on the on the artwork to represent yeah. the message mm. as such. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and, from my understanding, at least. Yeah, yeah. You are probably, arguably, one of our most conceptual artists oh, yes. um, within the post, oh, wow. within the pages <laughs> that we've got. Um, so, do you feel that your your subject matter? Your sorry, do you feel <laughs> that your subject matter plays a very important and crucial ro role in you unpacking your concepts um, and and portraying your concept? Um, yeah, I would say so. Like, uh, I think for me, they kind of go hand in hand because it's like. The concepts um, that I work on is normally like directly related to the subject matter that I would choose to put in the paintings, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, say for instance, I'm dealing with something like, um, um, what can I just say now? Like maybe the mind control through television or brainwashing through television, you know, like mm -hmm. my subject matter would either be on the lines of something that I've seen in adverts or like something that has to do with antennas or, you know what I mean? So like yeah. the concepts and the subject matter definitely interlinks um, in that way. Absolutely. So, so then let's dial it in and say, so uh, what, what, would, what is your concept? Like, can you discuss it? Can you outline it for us so that we can, we can get the message? Um, okay. So, I mean, I've, I've got quite a, a wide array of, of conceptual you know, material that I work with. But I would say that like I'm kind of dealing with human behavior, dreams, and how um, human behavior impacts nature and society. Um, I also deal with a lot of uh, death. So I deal with death as part of like, you know, the process of life and death being an inevitable kind of like, you know, part of of life or as actually just as important of life is death you know because we kind yeah. of dying as we living in a way yeah yeah and um also i guess dealing with the different states of consciousness that's yeah like something that i also like to touch on um so i mean with the concepts i always see, seem to like try and find ways of dealing with truth and i don't know that might be different to a lot of people but like Truth is something that I try and seek out to put into my artwork. So like, you know, I feel that the world is full of a lot of like uh, misinformation or lies and um, we're not able to access a deeper sense of empathy or for the inequalities that are dominant in like what I would call a dystopian future mm. or not dystopian future, our dystopian present. Um, so that's like quite a huge part as well. So like trying to find the truth within all the lies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a pretty big task, man. That's a pretty big thing to, to tackle and unpack. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, it's, it's actually never ending because, yeah. I mean, like, you know, if, if you're trying to look at something like, um, I mean, a lot of my work also deals with, like, the, the awareness of slavery, okay. you know, and how that still exists in, like, a corporate structure. Yeah. But even down to, like, the way that we get raw materials and how things yeah. are gathered and yeah. supplied to, you know, be part of a consumerist world. So, like, um, you know, if you bring an awareness to something like Indian justice, like slavery, um, you know, I would then go further with that and say, like, you know, if we're dealing with slavery, you have to make the link between you can't just fight for slavery and that injustice and then wear Nikes. You know what I mean? Because yeah, a Nike me. is a big part of a sweatshop kind of industry. Absolutely. And I mean, that becomes like, you know, an entangled kind of like um, hypocrisy almost in a way. Yeah. So like, I like to deal with those issues. I mean, like it's, it's hard for somebody to maybe, you know, extract that from a work a lot of the time, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say like, you know, that's, that's my, my kind of like where I'm heading with the direction of the concepts of what I'm trying to do is like, and when I say truths, it's like finding something, looking a little bit deeper than where it actually is that we're saying and taking that to the next level so that we actually look not just in our, you know, kind of clear view of sight, like looking at the peripheries and looking broader Mm-hmm. at the same concept and see how that is all interlinked into, you know, the same, the same kind of things. And people talk about injustice, like, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an, it's an interesting thing. And I, and I completely understand that because I mean, I've, I'm listening to some of the stuff and, and to talk or to touch on sort of what's happening in, in the mainstream and in the mainstream media and, and in, in popular conversation is there's this mm-hmm. big sort of cancel culture movement type thing happening. And I feel the, the, the term that I've learned recently, this, this uh, cognitive dissonance. So when you say, yes. you know, how can you be calling out injustice over there? And in the meantime, you're sort of, you're buying into it at the other end of the, yeah. at, you know, at the other end of the line. It's just that kind of no, message. It's an, it's an interesting dichotomy that, you know, because it's like, um, I think that for me, I mean, like, I'm not trying to tell people how to think or how to live their lives, you know? Yeah. Like my, my approach to it is basically I'm just saying what I see, in yeah, other words, yeah. and people can hate it, love it, do mm. whatever they want to do with it. You know, like uh, uh, that's not my problem, what they're going to do with that information at the end of the day. So when like something like that happens, it's almost like, um, you know, there's a clear example of somebody that actually has to look inward yeah. at what it is that we're saying. And I mean, we have a lot of that, like, I mean, you know, where it's like uh, people getting on soapboxes and, you know, mm. shouting like loud about something. Yeah. But in yeah. the actual fact of the matter is like, we're not really looking or that individuals don't normally look deeper into what it is that maybe they are part of that isn't, you know, um, kosher, if you will, mm. you know, according to what they actually say they stand for. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like the fact that you were saying that, you're, you're not telling people what to think. And, and this is also the theme that I'm seeing across all the chats is art is this mirror that's being held up and, and we're forced to look at to say, oh, well, this is actually what you guys are doing. You might not be seeing it right now, but yeah. this is what's happening, people. Take a look. <laughs> you know, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what art has been through. Yeah, through it's amazing. It's, it's, it's something it. that people forget. It's like um, art shows you exactly what's going on in a particular moment mm. in time. 
If you look yeah. at, that's why art history is so important yeah. and what artists are doing today is so important because it needs to chronicle where we are in terms of our mental state um, and where we're going in this yeah. world. Do you feel now, and I, I, I know from sort of studying art and, and having to work with quite strong concepts, that this is quite a personal project to you. Um, do you feel mm. it's just something you, you just need to get out there? Do you have this, it, it's like having a little bit of Tourette's, like you've got that little tick and you, you just need to scratch that itch? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's like uh, maybe it's my personality type more than it is um, something that I'm trying to do because it's like it's not something that I'm actively, you know, um, trying to be. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like, I mean, like, something like this is something that I live with every day. I mean, yeah. I make um, choices in my life that basically, uh, I, I would say, dictates what it is that I create. So, like, I would never say something if I don't live it, believed, you know. Yeah. So, when I say something about slavery, I mean it, you know, like, and I actually live by that. So, I wouldn't buy any product mm. that has something to do with slavery, never, ever. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I, I would say like, you know, I, I, I'm strongly advocating human rights, animal rights, basically freedom and, um, you know, basically freedom for anything that has uh, the choice to be free, but we take it away from them. Yeah. You know, so in my work, it's basically the same thing. Like, you know, I'm basically just putting those ideas from research of looking at other things and seeing how not to tell people like you have to be an animal rights activist, mm -hmm. but the reasons why I've chosen to be an animal rights activist or human rights activist, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying be a human rights activist. I'm saying, okay, so if you want to be a human rights activist, look at colonialism, then you look at corporate structure, then you look at, the way that people have to go to work every day, how many yeah. hours do those people work a day, how much money do they earn, who earns more money than who, yeah. like, you know what I mean? So like, those are the, the kind of things that I would deal with in the work. And um, yeah, like, I, I don't think I would ever say something in my work that I don't actually, like physically and mentally and spiritually activate myself in my mm. personal life, you know? So it's, it's definitely a personal thing. Like you asked me earlier, it's not something that I'm trying to um, advocate because just Suma or like, you know, um, I'm trying to prove something to someone else because I really don't have anything to prove to anyone, yeah. you know, like, and it's more about having people think more about things, you know, yeah. the more we think about stuff, the more we can analyze something and see when something is wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been told many times by like, I don't know, just people that I speak to or sometimes, you know, close people. And uh, I think mostly coming from people that ask me out of the blue, like, you know, why is the shit so dark? Yeah. Why is mm -hmm. your work so intense? Why do you have to deal with these, these things, you know? Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's not a choice. It really isn't a choice for me, you know? It's like, I don't think that is another way for me personally. This is just the way that I think every day, the topics of discussion when I'm talking to friends or when Caitlin and myself are talking at home, like, you know, it's a lot of the time we're talking about these things and dissecting and unpacking 
you know, these um, really weird uh, concepts of society and things that we just kind of, uh, you know, have consent to. We yeah. give consent to almost anything that is said that this is now how it is or how it should be or, you know, whatever. So like, yeah, I don't know, like in a, in a sense of like um, looking at the idea of modern society and the relation of social engineering and believing that like, you know, social engineering is like this idea that you would use for, it's like a tool that, you know, people are using almost, I would say, spiritual warfare, you know, like mm -hmm. on everyone. Yeah. And that disassociates all causes of pain from every action, you know. So, like, if we're causing pain, like, for instance, you enjoy a chocolate, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like you would enjoy that chocolate, but you have to know that there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes in there. There's maybe this kid that is, like, fucking mining the fucking cocoa beans for this, you know, and, yeah. it's like, that's yeah. how they work, you know. Exactly. And it's like we disassociated from that because of social engineering, because mm. of adverts. Because yeah. of these things that tell us, like, this is what you're getting, but they never tell you where it comes from, you know. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to bridge that gap, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, it might be a little bit like, okay, what are you trying to say with your work sometimes when people look at it? But you know what I mean? It's like that's part of the thing. If you're not able to look deeper or ask the question, you know, then exactly. you, you won't get those answers, you know what I mean? So... The, the, the other part of the, I mean, and if I, if I take it sort of from the spin that I have, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. the, the, it, it speaks almost to like a dehumanized, dehumanized society or yeah. the, the effect that you don't feel what's actually happening on that side. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, the thing is, it's like, I'm not trying to um, heal the world, you know, yeah. like with what I'm saying or like, I'm not, I'm not, um, yeah. I'm not out there trying to say, okay, the world's going to be a better place or, you know, uh, what my answer is to all of this or like what I'm trying to say in the work is going to heal the world, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I just think that like, if we start looking at these things, then maybe there would be a little bit more of a conscious kind of like identity to what it is that we end up spending our energy on or, yeah. you know, like our time on or whatever it is, you know, because, I mean, just from a personal point of view, like I, I've, I've got no, um, yeah, like I have no idea that, you know, any of this is going to get better or if anything would make it better or, you know, like I know none of that stuff, you know, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not saying that I've got the answers. Like I said earlier, it's like, I just feel like if we do understand where it's coming from, then, um, you know, maybe there's a way that we can address the pain that the yeah, world yeah. Is, is, you know, going through. And like, slowly, maybe we can start finding the origins and finding a way to heal through that. But, you know, it's a long shot, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. there's so much going on in the world. Um, yeah, and that's why I think also, like, it's not something, like, again, it's not something that I'm trying to actively do. It's just like, I really feel about the subject matter or the mm. concept more or like the ideas around this is like, you know, something that I just can't live with um, yeah. without expressing it, you know, because it's yeah. like, it feels almost like a pus wound yeah. that is like just fucking, it's on the and <laughs> like it's and if I, yeah, you know, if I don't let it out, it's like, I'm going to become bitter, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, 
even though my art is as dark as that, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm not one of those people that are like, oh, fuck you, I don't want to talk to you kind of thing, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I'm a very, like, friendly person, yeah. kind of, you know, just... I was going to say, yeah, it's you just are the, the work nicest, that is. <laughs> you are the nicest, friendliest <laughs> oh, person thanks. we've ever met. <laughs> like, oh, my word. Your work is this amazing, dark, sort of, um, re like, reveal of yourself, which I think is just so incredible yeah. and just has such a great meaning to it. Mm. Do you yeah. feel that um, your... Sub, your um, your medium helps you to sort of realize your your concept within your work. I, I know that you make your own ethical handmade ink. So yeah, I yeah. wanted to know if, if that was sort of, if you found that that process of, of creating your own materials, if that really helped you to, to visualize the work is that it's not only mm. um, truth and, and justice, but the, the, the medium itself completely also is truth and and justice uh, because it's also it's handmade i, I guess so honest. like it's, uh, to that degree i yeah. would say yeah it does um i mean that's just one aspect of it is like uh, trying something that now you know trying to be independent about the idea of where the material comes from or what yeah. it is that you're using um but also in a deeper sense i would i would say it does because like even the work that i do is very uh, minimalistic when it comes to using materials and what it is colors even I don't use color I just mm. use black right so yeah. black on white and then the type of pens that I use or whatever it's like a, I obviously think about where those come from and all of that kind of thing but conceptually I have kept it black and white because I wanted to kind of portray the idea of um, you know, being able to live minimalistic in a world that uses so much and wastes so much. Mm. So you can still become rich in spirituality and maybe even like in mind or whatever through a minimalistic approach of, uh, you know, living. So that kind of comes through in using just black on white. Yeah. I, I mean, as you, as you were referring to earlier, you, you mentioned that you, your concept is sort of this ever evolving and, and bigger message. And I imagine yeah. that every, every series of work, or every part of, of, of work that you release speaks to a specific direction or a specific area of your, of your bigger concept. Um, I mean, I'm thinking of the tiny epic works and the, yeah, yeah the progressive degeneration ones. We live in hell series. The monster and, portraits. Yeah, the monster portraits. Um, what's that? The little booklet that we have that I love. Heavens. Oh, Heavens brought death. Heavens sorry, brought I couldn't death. think about I that. Yes. Sorry, I know. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, <laughs> like between each of those different ones, is that all building up obviously to this one big message? So like, um, if, if it, do you go into a series thinking this is going to be the message for this uh, a specific range of, of work that I'm going to work on? Or how do you approach it for all the different things that you do? Um, well, generally, I would say, like, you know, some of those works that you had mentioned that, um, that you guys have there specifically, um, especially like something like maybe the Tiny Epics and um, the Progressive one, um, those are a little bit more uh, on a personal basis, like, you okay. know, so those two specifically are working more from a personal perspective of like either death in family and friends, like kind of situation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, 
but I guess like generally, you know, across from that to even the stuff that we were talking about earlier, um, it's kind of still addressing like that elephant in the room type of thing, you know, yeah. many people want to avoid or ignore talking about certain things. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still that it's almost like kind of still tapping into that. I, I don't know if I'm addicted to just like, you know, <laughs> working with stuff that is like a little bit more on the macabre side, but right. it definitely is something that is training within it maybe is a little bit less on the, um, you know, on the social commentary. Okay. Like those ones, especially like the progressive degeneration um, series. That's actually work that is based on my grandmother that was, um, she was dying. And um, basically she had gone through Alzheimer's okay. and started losing her memory and her mind. And um, that was kind of my take on it, you know. Uh, where it's like I was working with these ideas of layers and patches of yeah, mm. yeah, I can see um, that, yeah. Vis visual, like, you know, like these transparencies of, of color, which is symbolic to memory. And like some of them are more sparse. Some of them are like more uh, compact. Mm. So it's kind of like playing with that from like the idea of like where you start memory and having more memories and they're becoming more dispersed and like until there's almost nothing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like I think you guys have the one, the big uh, square black one. Yeah. So yeah. that is almost like an idea of, you know, completely not being able to discern who's around you, where, you know, where you are, that kind of thing, you know, yeah. as opposed to the one that is more white and light where it's like more organized. You can see, oh, here's a memory, here's a memory, okay, here's yeah. a memory, and it's yeah, almost that's... linear, you know? Yeah. So like, it's kind of working with those ideas uh, from, yeah, just like playing with memory and uh, loss of memory or just an impact of too many things that don't make sense. Mm. In a way. It just overlaps and blurs and becomes one mass. Basically. Exactly. Like, yeah. you know, you can't actually tell who's, who's a friend, who's your, oh, yeah. you know, like family kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so that, that series basically deals with that. And the monsters, I mean, uh, that's more like a lighthearted kind of approach for me. Like, you know, that would be where <laughs> it's like. The monsters, though. They're really <laughs> they're so awesome. <laughs> Yeah, like for me, it's definitely like something that is, it's more on the lighthearted light side of things. It's more fictional work. It's something that's, um, I would say it's more fun for me to do because I'm not thinking about like, you know, all of this heavy shit that the, yeah. the world's yeah, going yeah. through and being like more like, okay, let me look at like the idea of nightmares maybe like, you know, and the scary things that we think about and like, you know, more fun in mm. a way. And, uh, and maybe that doesn't make sense. It's maybe a little bit of like a, okay, how can nightmares be fun and scary be fun still? Like, you know, but I do tell the difference between the two because, I mean, I don't know, like you, you guys obviously know, like, you know, when you have people that are creating dark imagery and still like, you know, it's uh, maybe visions of like, you know, the Grim Reaper or like, you know, mm. skulls with snakes or mm. stuff like that. And I mean, like those for me, it's still like, it's a lighthearted approach to something that is, um, got like more of a macabre feel to it, but it's yeah. still lighthearted because I don't know. I just feel like the stuff that I would normally paint or draw deals with stuff that is like so fucking hectic that people don't even want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, like whenever I get into conversation about some of these things, people just think that you like a buzzkill. And like I can understand that, you know, but yeah, like yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those things that is like that's 
that is what I would categorize as like a heavy thing where it's like a real life situations yeah. in the real life kind of world thing, yeah. you know. It's affecting and, someone. Like, yeah, and action. like the monster stuff is like totally just like play play, you know. Okay. And so, I, I don't know, the medium, they also like when you guys ask me about the way that that works with that, it's like if I'm using ink and water, that kind of represents more like of the dream state to me. So it's more fluid, okay. yes. like the faces aren't clear. Yes. They're quite distorted and yeah, so like kind of working with that from a medium perspective. Nice. So with the monster series in, in particular, I wanted to ask because I know that I've I've been stalking you for quite a while on, on your social media. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say clarify. That. <laughs> <laughs> um so I I've seen that you and, and you started working with these, I think more when you when you moved um to Grayton at a particular point is you yeah. had these found photographs of um, old, yes. old photographs of families and people and you mm. started sort of working over those and scratching into them and, and yes. seeing yeah, how that seeing distorted. That, yeah. is, is that sort of where that led to is, is sort of the monster portrait series? Um, I guess, I guess it, it's, that was almost like a, a case study, if, if you will, like, you know, so kind of using those as references and seeing how I could manipulate them. But then obviously, I mean, like, I haven't taken that to a next, at the next level of being like, okay, I'm going to like buy 30 photos, you know, and try and work into them. And instead yeah. I kind of just went the other direction and tried to recreate the, the imagery um, by repainting yeah. them or using them as a reference to create new kind of, um, yeah, I don't know, like a uh, new layout if, yeah, yeah. and, and yeah, yeah. kind of people and, and situations like families or not families or like these lost kind of people. And um, I mean, a lot of those things, like those monsters, especially is like dealing with, um, like I said, again, fictional stuff, but it's like, I would imagine like to create the image, I would first be like, okay, like what, is really like what could the, the the history of this ghost image be you know so it would either be like like a kid that drowned and they are now the image you know like after yeah. they've drowned and decomposed or whatever or it could be like you know the family got burnt in the house or whatever like you know and it's like things that i've maybe read around before you know because i mean i'm also into like that kind of strange um you know things that happen in reality to people like you know freak accidents and that kind of stuff you know yeah and kind of using that as like um, somewhat of an inspiration to to kind of articulate what the visual would be once once i put it down yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Cool. It, it's always interesting to me just to watch how an artist progresses through their work and it's i love that you you are so um active on on instagram with this because it is really a process and it's really great to see how it sort of feeds through into new work, into new, new yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, this, this work that I'm, uh, I mean, like I've been working on some stuff that I, I don't think you guys, I, I don't think you have any of this work of mine. And I think Ingram, you might've seen it. I don't know if you were with, um, Warren at, uh, the deepest darkest gallery up I in was, um, yes. town in the book up yeah. and um there was that that's a series of work that i was working on i mean like i have a few of those still with me and some of them i've sold and that but like that concept um and 
illustrative style was like something that really excited me moving, you know, forward from some of the things that I was doing, like, you know, like, um, for instance, the Heavens Brought Dead stuff, which is, it's more like kind of surrealism meets like uh, a bit of abstraction. So putting things together that don't mean to be or shouldn't be together um, and kind of making imagery. But like this series basically deals with the same subject matter that or content that I was talking about before with like, you know, dealing with social issues, um, but taking a different approach uh, from a um, actual creation point of view. You know, so a lot of those ones, I would start out with um, kind of just drawing the main figure with my eyes closed, you know, and then drawing on top of that and on top of that. So like, it's basically just with fine pens, drawing over and over and over and over something like, you know, different images on top of one image to create one image, you know? Yeah. And like that whole process, like, was kind of like a, a... a symbolic gesture towards like the, the amount of noise that we kind of deal with in society oh, yeah. and like, you know, through social media, TV, newspapers, advertising, radio or whatever. And it's like all of this noise, like, you know, uh, masking like something that is really quite, you know, deviant or sinister that, that yeah. really doesn't have much of a care for what it is that we experience or go through. So like that, that, um, series of work is actually something that I'm still kind of working on at the moment um, and going through systematically I mean like I've been on a slow slow since this um, whole lockdown thing has started but I think yeah like that is something that still excites me like this whole idea of putting those kind of illustrations together um, yeah. you know I mean, even the symbolism in there, like I would use the crown a lot, you know? Mm. And it's like, it's so crazy because like, if you look at one of these images, it's like, there's probably like, you know, hundreds of hours of research in one image, you know? And it's not just like, oh, okay, hundreds of hours of research from thinking about art history, which I have no, I I don't really have much of a care for, you know, Mm. like, not that kind of research. It's like research of finding out like what we were speaking about earlier, like, you know, what, what is it that I'm going to create that, you know, that I feel passionate about or want to speak about, yeah. you know, and it's like tiny symbols, you know, like fucking, I'm talking small little things like that make up this one image, you know? Yeah. And um, it's, it's hard to unpack that, but I think that for me is like, kind of the you know the I don't know I'm I'm kind of like addicted to it because I like personally for me it's like when I enjoy something like if it's a movie or music or whatever it is you know like I'm looking for that thing where it's like they're not telling you almost anything about Mm -hmm. what what it is and I have to do the work you know I have to do the work to find out what it is and that that fucking I I go jets over that I love that shit (laughs) It's like, yeah, that, that makes me go off for hours. Like, nice. you know, just like, oh, fuck, what did they mean here? Like, why yeah. did they do this? Why did they do this? Why did they use that color? Why did they use yeah. this image? You know, like, yeah. So, I mean, like that, that's kind of something that I'm, I'm really stoked about. Like, you know, just getting really deep into something and having a bunch of questions for somebody to ask if they're willing to ask, you know, because I believe if you're not willing to ask the questions, we will never progress. Like, you know, to put it, put your mind or your fucking consciousness on another level, because I mean, it's the same shit that um, 
teachers used to tell you, like, you know, yeah. in the class, if you don't know something, put up your hand and ask, you know, like, yeah. ask them something and you'll find out and you'll be, you know, better off with it, you know, just because you've now taken an interest and that, yeah. Yeah. you know, that interest is actually genuine and yeah. you're not just listening to somebody fucking talking about something on a soapbox the whole and, time. Yeah, you know? regurgitating and stuff exactly. to you. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's one of my main aims. It's like, and I, I know it doesn't work. Like, you know, I have like a very few people that follow me on Instagram, not a few, but like, I mean, like compared to other people, yeah. like, you know, and the, the amount of interaction that you get over social media or whatever through your art is like, it's very minimal. Like, you know, like yeah. I've, I've got a small amount of people that actually get what it is that I'm doing mm-hmm. and that actually ask the question, you know, and I mean, that's, that's fine. You know, like I said, I'm not trying to change the world. Like, you know, I'm just trying to reach a few people that maybe have the interest in something that is um, beyond what we actually know is going on, you know, yeah. or like, yeah, just, just that, I guess I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's just so important to, to question and to ask those questions. I mean, you would have had the same teacher experiences that I've had with like, <laughs> The only stupid question is is no question at all. And it's, yeah, it is so exactly. so true because it's exactly. something I say to Warren every single time. And and um, when I sort of got him looking at art and yeah. exploring art, I would take him into galleries and he would look at all these amazing conceptual things. And he's like, "But I don't get it." And I'm like, "But that's what you need to ask yourself." Is mm. to me, you are not required to like something; you are required to consider it. So you, you need to then look at that piece and go, why is it that I do not like this piece or I do like this piece? What is it about Mm. it that I identify with or that I don't identify Mm. with? And I I find it so important in your work that your, your use of symbolism and particular um, imagery in your work is is so vital and important to the concept of it. And for, for example, if you, if you just look at the, the heavens brought death series, you yeah. use a lot of imagery of the eye, um, the hand. Um, it, yes. It's quite a Dali-esque world that you've created. So yeah. it's, it's that surrealism. It's yeah, just it's, yes, it's definitely my favorite. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> yes. chomping at the bit to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. Carry on. Go, go down that, that train. Note, yeah, go down that train. No, 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 go down that train. So I just wanted you to maybe just unpack within that series of, of The Heavens Brought Death. Your imagery that you've used there is very strong, very particular, very thought out. Mm. Um, so I just wanted you to maybe have a look at that that series in particular, if you would. Okay. Yeah, getting into the concept right. there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's... Uh, settle settle in, kids. <laughs> I've opened a can of worms now. <laughs> so with the Evans Brood Death stuff, I mean, like, it's it's definitely very much related to what we started speaking about earlier with um, all of the social commentary and things about slavery, things about human rights, animal rights, um, freedom. What do we understand about freedom? You know, like how do we perceive that? You know, because somebody might say like, hey, like everything's cool, I'm free. Like, you know, but then you got maybe somebody that's working in a rice field that is extremely not free really yeah, you know from yeah. not from maybe an oppressor in a way that's like a dictator or an oppressor but like a slave to the economic system you know yeah. Yeah. that's like you have to do that because this is the way that capitalism has structured the world so that you are stuck there growing rice you know yeah mm. and that's the only way that your kids can go have an education or 
yeah. eat or whatever the case may be. Um, I don't know. Where, where do you guys want me to start with that? Like, <laughs> no, I mean, just in general, I mean, like, it's a very, to me, it's a very powerful series of work. I mean, just as an yes. example, I've got the veil open here in front of me now, right? And okay. if you look at it, it's a pretty powerful image. There's people at the bottom pointing and looking, and there's more yes. symbolism, and there's eyes put all over, yeah. and things are yes. connected in awkward ways, yes. and there's a sword going through. So you've got all these messages that if you actually look at this and you, you, you take this in long enough, like it's almost like the more you look, the more you see kind of thing. Yeah. And I, yeah, I yeah. just I absolutely love that about this, this series of work. It's, it's, well, it's, I mean, like, yeah, like with, with those, like the symbolism, I mean, if I can use the veil, because you just brought that up now. Yeah. I mean, um, the small people that are at the bottom are like the observers who are basically symbolic to us as yeah. the people on the outside. Yeah. These monsters or like these huge, like, um, destroyers that you see in each of the, of the images are basically what I would say is like, you know, either the representation of like a corporation oppression of, uh, you know, in a corporation, um, you know, structure or corporate structure that is dealing with. So if you look at the veil, you have this face right in front that kind of like is a representation of what it is. But then you look further back in these layers going back, 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 back. And it's like, um, you know, building up almost like a pyramid system of yes. who is most important until you get the person that's at the back. And you'll see like, you know, people with limbs pulling other people's limbs as if yes, they were like yes, I see, puppet yeah. masters. So like, you know, they're kind of working behind the scenes to make something for the, uh, the bystanders who are basically us, these little people at the bottom. Yeah. And we kind of just watch in awe, like, you know, like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Wow. This is something over here, you know? And, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically such a layered series and sense of work that like, it's, it's really a lot to unpack if you can, if <laughs> yeah, you know, I can see looking it's... at that. I mean, like, um, even with the series, the printed series that, that you guys have, I don't know, I think you might still have one or two yeah. of those. We do. Yes. And, um, that's also why I ended up making this book you know, that goes with it. Um, yeah. That has like this little text with it. Like, you know, these yes. kind of little phones that go with it. Yep. So it's also still abstract. It's still very like, you know, um, kind of looking at um, a more symbolic way of, of looking at things or abstract word way, you know, mm. but it's like, it's all in there. So like, you know, maybe the veil, I, I've got that one up here and it says like, why can't we see the veiled Lord thick hand in hand? We walk towards the fire hidden in sight. The control tower is implemented in our minds. Resistance is hard until the strings have been snapped. It was created to make us tired, making us unusable unable to fight the ob obvious fuck up. In all, we welcome the demise of humanity and smile. We observe the misinformation and take it as truth. Mm -hmm. So that's the little text that I got to the veil. So, I mean, like, if you read that, that would kind of actually summarize this image in a yeah. large sense. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So it's basically what I was talking about earlier, where it's like talking about people that are really don't care about society. They make us believe things that, you know, actually isn't true. Yeah. They make us feel like the, you know, like for instance, 
going into things where it's like, again, like the idea of, of slavery or using people, oppressing people without even us knowing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We oppress others, you know? And talking about the strings, like the resistance is hard until we snap the strings, you know? So it's up to us, again, Absolutely. like I was saying earlier, digging for ourselves, being inquisitive and looking deeper and cutting the ties between you and this fucking entity yeah. that is basically television yeah. and, you know, adverts, and all of that shit, you know, yeah. that's it, you know, and it's like, until we get that right, uh, we're going to keep like smiling and waving at the demise of humanity, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, just so, seeing those images, they, they're just so powerful by themselves. And then if you start delving, like I said, it just becomes so much more enriching. It's insane. Like I yeah. honestly, I love. Thank you, man. I love that series. It, I, I do. I really. Yeah, I'm actually working on one that is uh, similar to this. It's almost like a slightly continuation. Okay. Of this series, so it's also the same technique, mm-hmm. um, the same kind of uh, language, you know. Okay. Um, yes. So it's yeah. I'm busy working on something at the moment uh, with this, with the same kind of concept, the same kind nice. of techniques and stuff. Nice. Is that one yeah. of the, the, the series that you've been posting um, lately where you've got sort of little video clips? Of yes, yes, it, it is indeed. Like, I mean, this, that one, I mean, it's taken me like extremely long to, to get in there. Because <laughs> I mean, like, shit, like, like I said, I've been taking it quite slow, like since the lockdown, you know, um, uh, just kind of absorbing life and trying to, you know, feel more than do. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, it, it's, it's and, an interesting um, time for yeah. sure. Yeah. So this that that illustration is taking a bit long, but I mean, like I'm kind of as I'm going, I'm progressively kind of like putting illustrations, progress work, um, out there for you know people just to see if they're interested, you know, just to see what it is that I'm talking about. But it's like basically on the same level um, of this. Yeah. Nice. Also very extremely long, like one mark at a time to kind of make up the images, yeah. you know, so it's, it's on the same, it's on the same kind of tip. Yeah. And, and do you find, or do you feel with your, with your process work in the way that you, you, you process through a particular concept and series, um, do you use sort of a visual journal technique? Um, how do you sort of work through and, and, and unpack your, your series that you're starting? Um, I sit and I watch, I watch people, I watch society, I watch things like, you know, I'm an observer Mm. first, you know, so I mean, like for me, there is no art until I know what it is that I see, you know, like that, that's basically where it would start for me. And I don't really have like, uh, sketch pads, like, as in like, I'm going to try and see how I can work out the layout or whatever, like all of that stuff is, as soon as I have an idea, I maybe write down six or seven words that reminds me of what I'm drawing. And then I'll just go for it and like kind of draw from those words as like inspiration to be like, okay, this is relating to this or, you know, and and I kind of work it from there. Um, Yeah, that that's basically my process. It's like, there's no, sketches there's no looking at other masters work and all of that stuff I don't believe in that stuff I try and look at as little art as possible in my life mm, okay. um, because I really don't 
one to try and be a replica of someone else. I mean, like you said, like there might be similarities to something that like, you know, that is existing already, but that might be something that like, you know, is, is not even related to that person, but it's, yeah. it has a symbolic value, you know? Yeah. But I believe totally like in, you know, living in a space of my mind that is my own. So I don't watch TV. I don't listen to the radio. You know, like I basically listen to people maybe have discussions about the things that I'm interested in, you know, and that's that's as far as it goes, yeah, with um, preparing for work, trying to create new works and that. And I mean, the world is so fucked up, there's not, no shortage of, oh, yeah. <laughs> of uh, material for me to, to delve into, you know? Yeah, it, it's like the comedians always say, you know, sometimes the, the politicians and these guys, they write the jokes themselves, man. They don't even need exactly. to put no, it, it's, it's like <laughs> It's truly, it's exactly that. <laughs> it's totally that, man. Join us again next week for part two as we unpack the concept behind Hello Samo's work. In the meantime, you can check out Hello Samo's work available from unsungart.co.za under his artist profile.